Tom, snow is falling all around. Children are playing, having fun. Tis the season for love and understanding. Uh, so why, why the fuck are you listening to a podcast on Christmas Eve? <laughs> <laughs> Losers! <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's the That Was Genius Christmas Special <laughs> Quiz. <laughs> well, if we're going to give a theme tune to this episode, Tom, I'd suggest that people are probably listening because uh, they've had enough of their families and they need a big break. Hey! Go on. It's only a podcast. Better believe <laughs> I'm right. I'm right. <laughs> Unless you've given wrong answers tonight. (laughs) In which case, we're going to send round John Virgo with his pool cue. (laughs) He is going to punish, going to punish you. (laughs) I hope you don't like your car. Big break. (laughs) (laughs) Since when were is it going to go? What have you been up to this Christmas Eve, Tom? He says, recording on the 17th of December. I'm I'm currently drinking um, a chocolate milk stout from Poland. Are you? With a pair of scissors on the on the label. Oh, Riddle is me that, that because it cuts right through to the f- flavour? Yeah, possibly. A chocolate milkshake <laughs> or, or, stout. Or makes your hair fall out. Well, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> it's it is quite nice actually. Mm. I'll be honest. Yeah, I bet it is. I bet it tastes very little like beer. <laughs> yeah, and it quite a lot like, like Yazoo. Chocolate. It's just a white Russian. <laughs> a zoo, did you say? Oh, y- Yazoo. Yazoo. Got, yeah. yeah. No, if you want something that tastes like a zoo, then get a pint of Guinness. <laughs> Sounds like this. Yeah. Like, that tastes like the silage that's been swept <laughs> off the polar bear's enclosure's floor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just elephant sweepings. <laughs> <laughs> Hippo shart. <laughs> So welcome everyone, welcome to the Christmas Eve quiz, merriment, jollity ahoy, and uh, not a queen's speech in sight. Uh, uh, ahoy. Or uh, whatever the equivalent is in the US. Pardoning a reindeer. How did you find the questions, Tom? <laughs> I thought this was quite good fun. I've been just quickly going through other people's answers on Facebook and I've noticed that there's a little bit of, uh, uh, a little bit of cracker joking. Oh, the, well, the, obviously. For round two, the panic wars. Yes. Um, quite a few, yeah, someone's put down the same jokes that, that, that I chose, which are classic, classic Christmas cracker jokes. <laughs> Do they have Christmas crackers elsewhere in the world? Uh, well, in Ireland, they've got pipe bombs. Um... <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, that, was, that's, that would have been a good joke 20 years ago. It would have been. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I don't know what they've got in America. Instead of Christmas cr- Christmas crackers, they probably have fully automatic Christmas crackers. You know, 30, 30 puns a minute. 30 puns a second if you get the special bump stock that just really fires out the jokes and the uh, tiny sets of screwdrivers. And despite that, they can't produce any good comedians. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> That's not entirely... There's a couple of good American comedians. Yeah, but I think if you... Based upon the population, well, yes, <laughs> they're not doing very well. <laughs> it's the same with sitcoms. Well, I mean, oh, to be to be fair, America has produced some incredibly successful sitcoms. Whether you think they're funny or not is is up for debate. Well, Mrs. Brown's Boys is very popular. <laughs> well, um, quite. I was going to use that as an example. <laughs> it's bloody awful, <laughs> is, is it not? It's absolutely atrocious. You know what? Just to finish twenty twenty off in uh, classic style, it's been announced that it's been extended until twenty twenty six. Oh, God, how many seasons of it is... To which Brendan Watts' face 
uh, posted that he's thrilled to have lasted longer on TV than Morecambe and Wise. Oh, oh good lord. <laughs> oh. Right, uh, well, this anyway. is quite a lot. This is perfect Christmas bitterness, isn't this? <laughs> <laughs> like two old men that we are sat around the TV whinging Drinking and yammering. milk stouts, saying things aren't as good as they used to be. Like the two old Muppets. Never beat Morecambe and Wise. What were the two old Muppets called? I can't remember. Tom and Sam. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Thatcher and Reagan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a history Again, joke. That would have been topical 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thank you everyone for sending in your answers. Tom and I have had a lovely time reading through them. Uh, yeah. The rules of the quiz are simple. There are four rounds. You've sent your answers in advance, although if you're listening to this, we will read out the questions first so you can answer them at home. Uh, if, if you're listening... <laughs> Out loud. Out loud. It's to your cat. Um, <laughs> if, uh, if you do want to write down some answers and send them in to us, uh, then, you know, we won't read them out in the Christmas episode because that would fuck with the time continuum. But we will, we will enjoy them if you want to send them to us and post them on That Was Genius, a funny history podcast group on Facebook. So, uh, you know, still time to get involved. Have a laugh. Yep. So there's, uh, yeah, four rounds. Round one is theoretical history. What ifs? Round two is Punic Wars, your funniest history jokes. Round three is Are You a Genius? How Well Do You Know Us? Which is the only one that actually requires any kind of knowledge. And looks like the only one that people haven't answered. Yes. <laughs> it's just <laughs> very few people are listening to us. Well, we knew that. <laughs> but those that do really do love us. They really do. Delightful. And uh, round four is Build a Historical Friend, where you have to choose your favourite <laughs> his- your favorite parts of various historical figures. The head, torso, arms, legs and arse. <laughs> The five important... I think it was Plato that highlighted that they were the five key parts of the body. Indeed Maybe it was. it was the pre-Socratics. I can't remember. Which is why I've got Plato's arse in my... <laughs> right, round one, theoretical history. Question one, Tom. Shag, marry or kill three famous Romans of your choice? Explain your answer. Do you want to go first with this one? I want to hear your thoughts on this. Oh, well, I, I actually thought I, I, I thought it was emperors. I didn't realise it could be any That's famous fine. Roman. That's fine. Um, so I went for, well, I'd, I'd murder Caracalla and it, with the killer umbrella, marry Magnus <laughs> Maximus, the marvellous mix. Nautilus or Claudius seems the most obvious, but think about Trajan's column and his saucy, saucy little winks. Very nice. Wow. I stumbled a bit on that. Shall I try again? No. <laughs> no, leave it in its pure, <laughs> unadulted form. <laughs> so that's what I thought. Good. Had I been given the opportunity to go with more famous um, Romans, not just emperors, I could have probably extended it. If you can rhyme this now, I will be <laughs> if I <could> impressed. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that good at ad-libbing. In fact, I'm not good at ad-libbing anyway. Um, <laughs> so, no, I'm not even going to try it, especially when most Roman people's names... This is why I gave you the questions in advance. US. It's quite difficult to rhyme. It's not difficult to rhyme. They just rhyme with each other. I mean, half That's rhyme. not a very good rhyme. <laughs> Spartacus Claudius. <laughs> Maximus Decimus. Yeah, yeah, I'll take your point. That was very good, though. Uh, Who else have we got? Ah, Rue Lynn McBride wrote in. She said, shag Julius Caesar, who already got murdered, and he's been round enough that he's probably good in bed. So, so, Rue, you're shagging the dead body of Julius Caesar. Let's just... (laughs) It's a bit weird. weird. Everyone has a thing, though. Um... First a knife in the back, then. Anyways. (laughs) I think that's called rubbing... Yourself in the wound? I don't know. <laughs> yes. It was poor Julius Caesar pegging <laughs> his corpse. Sorry, that's... that's, that's I think bit, that was the name of his biography, wasn't it? 
Julius Caesar and a picture of him looking pensive, pegging the corpse. <laughs> the Christmas number one at Waterstones. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought that was a song. Oh no! No! Oh, wow! That'd be good for breaking the song Have you fucked my dead body? Have a little fondle underneath my toga. Can you feel where all the nice ones in? <laughs> Brutus is a bastard. Octavia will follow. Now give me a tiny little rim. <laughs> Any little hole <laughs> is a goal. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Rue also said, marry uh, Hadrian Wall Wall, and kill Brutus et tu, Brute. That's not very bro code of you. It's not. That is not very cash money of you, Brutus. Who else gave us an answer to that one? Uh, Rhiannon Goodwin. Let's have a look. Load this one up. Uh, Mark, I reckon shag Mark Antony because he was apparently super fit. Cleopatra shagged him. That's true. Yeah, he was a bit of a Cleopatra goer. Cleopatra shagged everyone. She didn't, um, she didn't shag me. Well... She, she left, she, she left me on red and said she liked me as a friend. <laughs> you could get in the friend zone with everyone, Sam. I know. <laughs> Even Cleopatra, <laughs> you got stuck in the friend zone with. <laughs> Cleopatra coming at you as a friend. Rhiannon, uh, yes, your, your friend BJ, <laughs> Big Joe, is, uh, is shagging Spartacus. I like the way he's had to clarify that with brackets. <laughs> well, I'm assuming that's what Rhiannon's put him in her phone as. Ah, I see. I see. So she's just clarified that. Yes. Just in case anyone gets on her phone. Yeah. I'm shagging Spartacus, obviously, then marrying Augustus, then killing Julius Caesar. Oh. I like the way shagging Spartacus is obvious. Wait, yeah, well, obviously. Which one, though? There's thousands of them. Well, they're fake. Unless that's the game. <laughs> Identify Spartacus, get a shag. <laughs> It's like Where's Wally, but with <laughs> orgasms. I'm riddled. I'm riddled. I know I'm riddled. <laughs> Marrying Augustus, fair enough. Oh, very sensible. Uh, yeah, killing Julius Caesar, just running running with the crowd there, really, aren't you? Lacks imagination, frankly. Marry Crassus, good idea. He's yeah. wealthy. Yeah. Likes it down the throat as well. Gold, I mean. Likes gold down the throat. <laughs> Indeed. Really, yeah. And uh, kill Alagabalus. Alagabalus, because he was a knobhead. Yes, you did. You, you spoke about Alagabus Al- one episode, didn't you? I did. What did he indeed, do? Did yeah, he dress of, people up as prostitutes? He was a practical joker who invented the, the whoopee cushion and used to hide tigers uh, in people in his guests' cupboards. That's oh, <laughs> a joke. Oh, old Alagabus, eh? He was the he was um, the guy. He was the original Roman Emperor who had a very funny joke. Are you not laughing at my funny jokes? I wonder whether he did influence Monty Python. I wonder whether the story of here, of Elagabalus influenced that scene from Life of Brian. Uh, quite possibly. Question two. As Napoleon defeat Russia in 20 words or less? Shit, I forgot about the word count. Um, <laughs> I would get a time machine. I'd go back 120, forward 129 years and I would just uh, observe Operation Barbarossa and then say, hmm, maybe we should equip our soldiers a bit better. And, oh, isn't it difficult to keep morale high when your soldiers are marching hard every day and all they see is fields? Yes. And nothing changes. Oh, and there's more fields. Oh, this is the 10th day of marching hard and just seeing fields. And then when you finally reach a town, it's been burnt down. That must be quite depressing, mustn't it? Yeah, and then you have to do the whole thing going back again. I mean, yeah. I, I'll be honest, Tom, I just, I just breed them out, <laughs> play the long game. 
arrange some uh, some political marriages with with some people who uh, you know are a bit more a bit more francophile. And in twenty to thirty years, you're done. That's a bit. Um, yeah. It's very dull. But it's Jack's way of doing it, isn't it? Well, absolutely, yes. It's time eugenics came back into fashion, I think. Absolutely, yeah, I'll quite. Bring got, back the Habsburgs, that's what I say. Got a bad press. All two of them. <laughs> <laughs> so Marissa said time travel to the 23rd century. Global warming equals hot Russia. But Russia's overly cold, isn't it? Surely global warming would do them a favour. Well, do you know what? Well, it has the potential to ruin all life on Earth, because if the Siberian tundra warms up and releases the enormous amounts of methane trapped underneath, it will cause runaway global warming and we'll all die. But they, that's a scorched earth policy, that's, isn't it? <laughs> that's quite festive, actually, with the amount of methane that's going to be shortly emitted. <laughs> and the sprouts are bubbling. Yeah. Question three, Tom. You travel back in time to the Middle Ages. How do you make a fortune without also being burnt at the stake? Invest in the faggot industry and then accuse everyone of being a witch. Right, OK, yes, yeah, so you're going to insist on using that word again. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's what it is. It's a faggot. A small it's bundle, a bundle of, of sticks. <laughs> yeah, yeah you okay. throw that. That's what creates the fire. Yes. Um, similarly... Set up a leech farm and then spread disease. That's a good, good one. one. That is and a good one. Th- this is possibly my favourite, which was set up a stall selling price stickers at the Battle of Falkirk. All right, who do we have here? Oh, oh it's a Marmaduke Twing. What price would you like to put on his head? Oh, I think 10,000 Heinenkot on enemies. Um, oh, I see, because of all the ransomed nobles. Yeah, and Bartholomew de Enfield. Oh, how are you, Bartholomew? Long time there, see. That's right, because it was famous, wasn't it, the Battle of Falkirk, for the number of um, very high-profile nobles that the Scottish court, English yes. nobles. Well, I say English. <laughs> I Quite simply, Tom, quite simply, I would uh, I would invent the adult nappy. All that dysentery going yeah. around. That's very true. Very inefficient, very inefficient. I mean, the British at the Battle of Agincourt firing their crossbows with their pants around their ankles because they were shitting their guts out because they'd all tried to drink from a stream. Adult diaper, not an issue. Sorted. Not quite as Sorted. intimidating, though, is it? No, no. Thousands of thousands of men with bows and arrows and nappies. I mean, the French are just going to be convinced that Cupid, an army of Cupids is rolling over the hills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welsh Cupids. Welsh Cupids. <laughs> my, 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 my Delilah. Delilah. Oh, this is beautiful. If I get struck by an arrow, I will fall in love. <laughs> with the man right next to me. <laughs> Strike me! Strike me! <laughs> Please! <laughs> I am so lonely. <laughs> lonely. <laughs> I'm so lonely. Um, someone said... Uh, Rue yeah. would burn everyone else first and then ransack their homes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, she refers to a computer game, doesn't she? To Skyrim, yeah. I think, to be honest with you, she's just summed up the middle ladies. Um, yes. She's, she's playing the game, isn't she? She is indeed, yeah. I don't know how much money is worth when there's no one alive to spend <laughs> with. Oh, who needs money if there's nobody else around? God. Very true. <laughs> God, was that a Tom orgasm there? <laughs> oh, yeah, the thought of being alone. Nobody Ooh. else on the planet. Finally. Oh, well, apart from my immediate family, obviously. I don't mind them too much. Well, it's a shame that sentence got edited out. Uh, <laughs> bar in the last 200 years, tell us when and where in history you would live and why. Now, this is easy. This is genuinely easy. This is the most sensible response I'm going to give to any of these questions. Go to New Zealand when the first Polynesians arrived, because it's a beautiful country with no natural predators and giant chickens walking around. <laughs> oh, imagine the protein. Giant chickens that like to come and say hello. Have you seen how big a mower is? Uh, yeah. 
mowers were just like ostriches, but twice the size. And they would <laughs> they walk they would walk up to the Polynesians and go, "Hello, who are you? <laughs> which sauce would you would you like some barbecue? Are you <laughs> eating my leg? That's Ooh. nice of you. <laughs> would you like a cuddle? And uh, and so they promptly got. <laughs> got hunted into extinction because they were so <laughs> fucking stupid and so goddamn tasty. Nice. That's my and kind. That's my kind of animal. Yeah, it's so big as well, New Zealand, that you can bugger off to your own secluded beach and just enjoy the food. Fair uh, enough. Knowing that you're the you're the first people to have arrived there as well because it's quite remote. Marvelous. A uh, BJ is living in the uh, Big Joe is living in the year one thousand in the Viking Age. D- a dangerous time. Raiding England is pretty nice. Chill with some Vikings. Yeah, why not? A party with the boys. Just a little bit of rape and pillage at Lindisfarne. Why not? Yeah, BJ's just selected the, the most violent time yes. in history. <laughs> I mean, yes, I mean, I'm going well, to put it out there. Pillaging at Lindisfarne, all well and good. Raping at Lindisfarne, you, you well, <laughs> slim pickings. <laughs> yeah. They're all queuing up for the most attractive monk. <laughs> yes. With the most come-here-the-bald spots. <laughs> I said, well, maybe if you if you put him in the shade of the of the monastery, he looks a little bit like a lady. <laughs> oh, I suppose you are right. Little have to do. No, that's 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 spoilt <laughs> it there. <laughs> oh, he is the least hairy of all the monks. That is true. <laughs> but I do like a hairy lady. Oh, that is true as well. That is why you had so much fun in Ireland, wasn't it, last summer? Ah, oh, yes, that is true. <laughs> Uh, so he he likes raids. Big Joe likes raids. Yeah, I'm I'm currently reading the saga of Eric the Red, and also and Vikings are fit. Other Viking sagas, and it is very violent. And there's a lot of wandering around, just taking unnecessarily severe vengeance because someone yes. <laughs> because <laughs> because someone didn't deliver your your newspaper. <laughs> well, death is the only option, Tom. <laughs> yeah, Not just Viking death, culture. but you know, half heading of- and then drowning. And then, oh, yeah, and the death of all the people that you've ever met as well. Yes, absolutely. Yes, they're three generations of their family. What was your answer? It's a bit like fa- failing to d- deliver the newspaper in North Korea, actually, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> what, what was your answer to that question? I reckon I would probably... And I'm going to be a bastard, Tom, but, you know, it was it was its time, and I reckon it would probably have been quite good fun. Uh, I'm going to be one of the Mongols. I'm going to be a Mongol horseman. Sounds pretty good. You get yeah. to you get to gallop around on horses, drinking milk, like John Wayne, and uh, and occasionally get to lasso someone and then just burn a city. You know, bad mood, bad day, burn a city. You could have gone to the Wild West and, and been a showman, and then you wouldn't have actually hurt anyone. No, it's not in the last two hundred years, though, is it? Oh, that, mm, no, that's a good nah, point. Nah, mate. Nah, mate. Um, what else? Been oh, do you know what? I actually, I would quite have liked. Genuinely, I think I would have quite liked to live in India during the Mughal. Empire. Sounds like quite a, quite a fun time to be alive. If you've got harems. If you've got harems. Well, no, no, well, yes, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, well, that's a good one. What's the fifth question? How do you defeat a Macedonian phalanx? By having extra long... St- <laughs> no, I'm not going to ruin the, the Punic Wars line. <laughs> well, you do, don't you? You sellotape toothpicks to the end of your sarissas. That's how you do it. <laughs> How would I defeat a Macedonian phalanx? I would split it into the requisite parts of the former state of Yugoslavia. I don't know. I didn't think this one through. <laughs> divide oh. it. In, divide it into five separate phalanxes: Serbia, <laughs> Kosovo, and then just have them go at each other. And introduce some Muslims who would just get <laughs> yeah. slaughtered. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's easy that one though, Sam. If you know your history, you just adopt the Roman maniple system. You do well, yes. And you you then defeat the Macedonians famously at the Battle of Sinocephali in yes. one nine seven BC. Perfect. More maneuverable. Well, I mean, you could, yes, more more maneuverable is is one is one thing actually. Just on a serious note, having cavalry does a pretty good job. Yeah, just anything that can outflank them. But you could also just have a slightly longer spear. <laughs> or, Play them in their own game. Or replace their spears with pole vaults. I can kind of the same thing. <laughs> I think um, probably. Yeah. Uh, also, you would have to sneak into their camp for that. That's true. And while you're there, you could probably use your time more wisely than replacing all their sarissas with pole vaults. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't read Ruse's slightly dark and optically festive answers to question five, defeating the Macedonian phalanx. Uh, give their leader's boyfriend the flu, watch him die, and then watch their leader spiral into depression and drink himself to death. Are you okay, Rue? <laughs> Do you need to talk? <laughs> <clears throat> oh, no, hang on. Actually, no, sorry. That's her answer to describe your mate Stag doing Rome. <laughs> uh, describe your mate Stag or Hendu in ancient Rome in 20 words or less, Tom. Didn't answer this one, I'm afraid. Goat skins rolled in little roses. Yes, like her answer. So Rue's answer to number six is uh, yes. Goat skins rolled into little roses like those apple tart things, but goat skins. She'll get knocked up in no time, guaranteed. <laughs> mm. Fair. Not Fair sure dues. I understand that, but we'll, we'll roll with it. Do you know what I would do, Tom? Throw my. I would throw my mate. Right. I would throw him into the river in a basket. Right. Right. And then, like, a couple of months later, he'd come back having been raised by wolves. Right. <laughs> and then he'd have his own empire. Right, yeah. Right. And he'd be like, hey! Oh, you did well, mate, didn't you? Yeah. And what have you, you named it after yourself, have you? Barry Room. The Stephen <laughs> Empire, yeah. <laughs> Keithland. Gavinania. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. Round two. Round two. Panic Wars. Two, two whole entries for this one. Rue, stolen but good. I have heard this one before, but it is a very good one. Last night on Dancing with the Czars, Peter and Catherine were great, but Ivan was terrible. Ha 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 ha! Hey! That's a goodie. Christian Wren wrote, I'm honestly struggling to think of anything besides the old Where did Napoleon keep his armies up his sleeveies? That was one. one of mine. Or strewn about the uh, western edges of Russia. <laughs> yeah. Lying down in Borodino, enjoying the snow. Why were the Middle Ages called the Dark Ages? I, I don't know. Why were the Middle Ages called the Dark Ages? Because <laughs> there were so many knights, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> who designed King Arthur's table? Who designed King Arthur's table? Why, it was circumference, wasn't it? Oh! <laughs> Those two, incidentally, that and the Napoleon Army's ones were ones I knew. And then I cheated on the third one because I felt like I needed three. But I like this one. A Frenchman walks into a library and asks to borrow a book on warfare. The librarian says, no, you'll only lose it. (laughs) Nice. How did the Vikings send secret messages, Tom? I don't know. How did the Vikings send secret messages? Norse code. Hey, you obviously went to the same website as me. Yes, (laughs) I did. (laughs) I rejected them for being shit. Round round three. (laughs) Round three. I think we should probably just... Should we just rattle through the right answers? Yeah, let's do this one. Round three. Are you a genius? How well do you know us? Uh, you can answer this to- this one, Tom. It's a question about you. Tom often goes to which famous singer for advice? 
And Rue, you're wrong. It's Shirley Bassey. It is Shirley Bassey. Question two. We arbitrarily decided Elton John has a fetish for what body part? Uh, this was a Patreon episode, but we did post the clip on social media, so it is on the Facebook page. Yeah. And, uh, of course, it was Toes. It was. It was Toes. Uh, I can't remember any of the toe-related songs that we had. Oh, that's not Saturday, that Saturday, Saturday's all right for nibbling toes. Yeah, let's not, let's not go there again. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was 20 minutes of our lives. No one's getting back. Uh, Tom, what's the name of Samuel Pepys' fictional jazz band? Oh, the Soily Fondue Quartet. Yeah, the Soily Fondue Jazz Quartet. <laughs> jazz Quartet, there you go. Uh, I'll see if you can remember this one, Tom. The French king called opening a box of old donuts sent from Mexico a what experience? Multisensory experience. Multisensory experience. I didn't realise you were going to ask me these questions. I like this. This is a, oh, a test for me. <laughs> I like quizzes. Go on, you can ask me the next one if you like. Uh, the Dutch ship... Vogul de Drake, or Gilt Dragon, was mistranslated by us with hilarious consequences. What name did we give it? This is why I let you read this one, because I couldn't possibly <laughs> pronounce Vogel Drake. <laughs> Vogel Drake. Uh, it was the gooey dragon. Oh, no. Oh, God, another village. Oh, no. All those poor little Vikings. Oh, God. Every time I cry and sneeze and so I just... More fire comes out. <laughs> oh, I feel awful. I mean, partly it's very painful having every bodily fluid that emanates from my body turning into a raging inferno, but it is mighty, mighty, mighty unfortunate for everyone around me. I had a cold the other day. It's like bloody Hiroshima. <laughs> I've got to ask you this one, Tom, because we need the original and the best version of this. <clears throat> Any unknown song mentioned in historical sources is, by default, what classic game show theme tune? It's only a game show, better believe I'm right. I'm gonna be snookering you tonight. Every historical source. <laughs> Number seven, which of the seven dwarves shortlist, there were something like a hundred, did Sam have lots of fun impersonating? There were 50 dwarves. And do you know why I know that, Tom? Because you listed every single fucking one of them. <laughs> that was your contribution to an episode. Well, I had a lot of work on that week. <laughs> it was Burpee that dwarf, Tom. Burpee that dwarf. He could have been something. He could have been something. He could belch the national anthem. He opened the Super Bowl one year, burping. Burping the star-spangled banner. Or as it was after he'd done it, the phlegm-speckled banner. <laughs> he, he burped the first pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just strike. belched a ball. <laughs> and look at him now. What's he become? Burping on celebrity cameo videos. <laughs> <laughs> Belching happy birthday to nobodies. <laughs> His only friend's O.J. Simpson. What's gone wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. I'm trying to think of a, a burping, if the glove fits, you must acquit <laughs> joke. <laughs> if back you reel, you must appeal. <laughs> <laughs> if it's got a horrible pong, the jury's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous. Well, uh, mark your own mark your own papers at home, kids. I hope you enjoyed that. If it that. comes out with drool, the judge will overrule. <laughs> I burp in your face and I rest my case. <laughs> if it shakes you to your car, the evidence is flawed. <laughs> marvellous, marvellous. Round four. Build a historical friend. 
Oh dear. Uh, do you want me to go through mine? I quite like mine. Go on, you go through yours. Look, head, Charles I, because it's detachable. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and I think that would be very useful when walking through low doors. Yes. Or scaring yeah. kids. Or if you spilt your food on the floor, you just take it off and just hover it like a like a handheld fax. <laughs> Hoover. Torso, that's easy. One of those flying saints, on the assumption that the torso is where the power to fly comes from, because angels have oh. wings that are attached there, see? Well, they do, uh, yes. Although, it would mean that I'd need a very effective head-securing device to stop my head falling off. <laughs> yes. Dro- dropping so, you know, into the font. Gorilla glue or something. <laughs> yeah, while well, baptisms are taking place. Yeah. <laughs> Arms, David, in the hope that Michelangelo is right, and he had really large hands, which I think would be useful for catching my detachable head when I bump into yeah. the rafters. Yeah. yeah. Legs, uh, Phidippides. He's a chap that ran from Marathon to Athens after the Greeks defeated Persia at the Battle of Marathon. Ah, good. Arse. I'm going to go, and you'll like this, for the arse of Roland the Farter, King Henry II's <laughs> court flatulist. <laughs> Have you heard of Roland the Farter? No, I haven't. Well, I, I hadn't either. There's not much um, I could find out about him, not enough for a whole episode at least, but Roland the Farter was Henry II's court flatulist, and he apparently did very well out of being <laughs> able to fart on demand. Is that was, a real thing? It genuinely was. They were, yeah, they were, I, I stumbled across while I was researching this um, a picture from a medieval manuscript of a court flatulist with his pants down in front of the kick. <laughs> all very serious nobody's lo- anyway so uh, the flatulist was very sought after around Christmas apparently because there's nothing more festive than having a weird man farting the night of the day theme tune whilst you eat your Christmas turkey <laughs> as, he, as he looks over his shoulder and winks <laughs> Someone's fart's going to have a pound in it. (laughs) (laughs) And now the Christmas tradition of lighting lighting the brandy on the fartulist's sass. (laughs) (laughs) Fart part merrily on high, in trumping I make a living. It's not a job for the shy, you need to show your ass whilst people are dining. Farty, 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 Looks like a snack if you can see past all those ink blots. This is bad. I don't know who Herman Rorsack is. Oh, he was a, he was a sweet Swiss psychiatrist. Oh, interesting. Oh, he looks, he looks. Well, I suppose, I suppose the head, yeah, the workings of the mind. He's a dashing young man. Yeah. He's even got pictures of him with his sort of hand over his head, smelling his armpits. What a poser. He was looking like <laughs> a snack if you can see all the past, all those... Oh, I see. What, so that's what she means in sort of street terminology. Yes. He was a good looker. He was kind of... He was yeah. fit. It, yeah, fair enough. He was a looker. Got big wafty hair as well. It looks a bit like Brad Pitt, actually. Yeah, go on. Oh, no, Brad Ooh. Pitt played him, I think. Oh, well, that's why he would look yeah, like it's, Brad because it is Brad Pitt <laughs> I'm looking at. Got you. Number two, torso, Alexander the Great. He was probably buff. Uh, he was mostly drunk, actually. <laughs> and he had a and he had a weird look in his eye, didn't he? Uh, like some strange. He did, yeah. 
Uh, arms, Leo Major. Good shout out to our pilot episode. If he can tote around two machine guns, I want to see his guns. Nice. Uh, she has no answer for legs. All legs are good. And uh, five, the arse of Hephaestus, because that arse is fire. <laughs> That's a good. Hephaestus is a good answer, actually. I like that. Hephaestus arse, because that arse is fire. Got you. Yes. Yeah. I haven't given this much thought, Tom, I'm going to be honest. Uh, head Joseph Merrick, because I'm probably going to make a balls up of this anyway. I'm not particularly crafty or creative person. So by the end of it, it's going to look butchered anyway. Sorry, Joseph, that's a bit unfair, but yeah, there we go. I, genuinely, I can't actually. I forgot to research this one. I don't have a good answer. Also, who's got nice lats from history? Who's got the nicest lats in history, Sam? Um, actually, do you know what? Torso, um, I'm going to say... Uh, Icarus. Icarus, because he had the wit. Yeah. Yeah, flare yeah. those wings. See what yeah. Doing there? Yes. Uh, arms. He's got the best guns. Uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with 1980s and 90s TV presenter Jeremy Beadle, <laughs> because having one tiny arm, he can get into vending machines when things get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads me on to my legs. Legs of a horse that can kick said vending machine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Legs, I'm going to go with the uh, famous racehorse Red Rum. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. That's we're starting to get a bit speedy, um, a bit centaurish here. Yeah, yeah, a bit, bit, yeah, bit um, nymphy, yeah. bit satyr-like. Ooh, who am I going to go for? Ass. Who's got the nicest ass in history? The nicest ass in history. Charles de Gaulle. I think he, had a good he... Bum, didn't he? <laughs> I'm going to go with the statue of the Venus. I mean, it's an odd-looking animal, yeah. but. Who? Sorry, what? What? The the Venus, the Venus de Milo. I'm gonna, oh, I'm, you know, I'm gonna put my arse in it. Fuck it. Who's your arse? I'm gonna press personalise it. Gonna make this character mine. It's gonna have my arse. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> oh, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say the Frankish king, Charles the Pert. Oh, is that an actual name? No, it was a joke. Right. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Just checking. Worth waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, the weight will be significantly less once I edit it, so yes. You'd have to go for, you'd probably want to go for Dorothy the Saggy, though, wouldn't you? Because they were often ironic, as we know. So if you went for Dorothy the Saggy. What, your medieval king had, nickname, yeah. Yeah, well, she, yeah she, was, she was probably the one with the pert bum. Yes. Yeah. Dorothy the Saggy. Should we wrap this up? <laughs> yeah, let's wrap it up. Well, everyone, happy Christmas. We'll be back in uh, in a week or two with our episode on military inventions. It's a public episode, so do check that out. Uh, I hope that we've, you know, not disappointed you too much. We got that little tingle of excitement, that little buzz of endorphins, as you saw. That was genius as it loaded a new episode in your podcast app of choice. On Christmas Eve. And, uh, and it was this carnage <laughs> but uh, yes have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year I hope that 2021 brings you significantly more joy than 2020 uh, even if you've had a good 2020 I hope it brings you significantly more joy <laughs> we'll be back very soon with tales of presumably historical woe to make you feel better about whatever's happening to you now <laughs> yeah damn right Merry Christmas and a happy new year everybody and peace to all men and women yes and uh, non-binaries, anyone in between as well. You can be peaceful, yeah. You know, I, I hope this. I hope this is your year. Be you. Be you. Be you. Be whoever you want to be. Apart from Hitler, don't be Hitler. Right. Happy Christmas, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.